Stone Cold versus Mr. McMahon. They gave Stone Cold Steve Austin all he could handle. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. He said you weren't a true friend. He said you'd turn your back on me. He was right. Greg the Sound Guy and Mo Lightning versus Common Sense. You rule the world long enough. You're tuning into the newest, greatest feud in pro wrestling. Get ready. You're listening to the Big Show from Wrestling Audio. Did you get the memo? It's time for another Wrestling Audio podcast. I am Mo Lightning. He is Greg the Sound Guy. Greg, here on the Big Show, what is it you say you do around here? I do a whole lot of everything. Like like what? Like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like like not make good on my bets and watch old WWECW. No, I'm actually watching Superstars now from oh, 92. That's Wow, you just keep getting better and better, don't you? <laughs> uh, those are fascinating episodes. Why is that? I didn't realize how big of a push Papa Shango got. <laughs> you know, a lot of this, I, I was a kid when I watched this, and some of these were, and, and same with Nails. I couldn't believe how big of a push Nails got. Well, you had to get a push somewhere, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you clarified which uh, era of superstars, because probably like me, a lot of people are assuming you're watching oh, the current yeah, the, era. The, the current era. You're right, like, right. man, I can't believe how big of a push Kurt Hawkins got. <laughs> No, this this would have been uh, before Monday Night Raw. So this was the flagship TV show. Saturday, it's funny because this was on Saturday mornings as a kids show, essentially. You know, pro, but yet there's still episodes where they had to put the disclaimer in front of it, saying, uh, you know, these are uh, characters, the real life people. You know, this has insensitive dialogue. <laughs> Uh, it shows you how much times have changed. Like, I'll give you an example. Like uh, one of the episodes where they had to put the insensitive dialogue uh, disclaimer was um, when uh, the model Rick Martell stole Tatanka's feathers. And then Mr. Perfect was on commentary making all these Native American jokes that might be deemed insensitive by today's culture. In, in all fairness, everything is insensitive to today's culture. <laughs> I mean, case in point, uh, I, I don't know this this guy. I don't know how much he really interacts with us. But on our Facebook today, we uh, posted that uh, uh, Peyton Royce and Ty Dillinger are engaged. And uh, along with that post was something like, hey, you know, Ty, just watch out for that Corey Graves. We've heard things about him. And Matt like, no, that joke doesn't even make sense. It just kind of like, just starts getting really mad. I'm like, it's. It's just a joke that really does no harm. But people just get so worked up over anything uh, that, yeah, I imagine those old episodes of anything. <laughs> I mean, I know somebody was is uh, binge watching Friends, which was in the uh, the nineties, and says there's just so many jokes and so much humor that you can't get away with now. And that was a pretty, dare I say, harmless show, <laughs> at least compared to some. But uh, what I was what I was uh, uh, asking, like what you do around here, I figured yeah. you'd just say, "Hey, I got some news, and I got Royal Rumble fun facts." That's 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 all I was expecting. Oh, okay. Hey, did, did you know it's a five year anniversary? 
Of what? Of the WWE Network. No, I did not know that. Five years already, damn. Yeah, because it started the day after Elimination Chamber in 2014. That was. Wow! Wow! So, yeah, time flies. Were you uh, were you a day one adopter? It tempted to be, but it, I got locked out. Like the server, because that first day, that next day, because you know they were promoting the heck out of it. That the next day. Uh, you know, and then at that time, we didn't have a pay-per-view in between WrestleMania and uh, Elimination Chamber. So the big thing was is that WrestleMania 2014 was going to be the first pay-per-view on the WWE Network. There you go. So, so, like, it's something I, I forgot about, but you're right. Um, I wanted to be a, a first-day adopter as well, but they gave us, what, seven days to sign up? No, you can sign up at any time. No, no, like the free trial. Oh, yeah, yeah. You And at that time, you had to sign a contract, too. Yeah, so I figured, you know, there was there was a lot of people that were, were waiting that seven days. They're going to do it, check it out for a couple days, and then decide if they're going to sign up or not. But uh, still to the day, it's not as often as they used to, but... Like that first anniversary, anybody that signed up day one got all these deals. I signed up day two, and they they shat upon me. Right, and two to even get to, you still had to sign up to get the free trial. Yeah, and that and that was the problem is the first day their servers crashed, so I couldn't even sign up, so I couldn't even do the free trial on the first day because I, I couldn't get a username and password set up. Pretty sure, pretty sure the error message that we kept getting that day was PC load letter. PC load letter. What the what the f does that mean? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, and it wasn't until like day three, I think, when I was finally able to uh, get through and finish the filling out the form without the page uh, erroring out on me. Yeah, uh, there was. I remember a lot of crashes, but the people that were able to get through signed up day one. Uh, for a while, anyway, still got some perks from that. And ever since then, now that if they offer anything else in life, if I know it's something I'm going to enjoy, I sign up day one, fingers crossed, just in case. <laughs> you know, like AMC A-List, like the, the, the movie pass for the AMC theaters. I signed up day one, just in case they decide to add perks in the future. <laughs> you know, I'm not taking their chances. I learned my lesson from WWE, who doesn't care about their first week subscribers. So, so basically, because of the double WWE Network uh, starting, you know, day after Elimination Chamber in 2014, the last pay-per-view that I ever actually purchased as a pay-per-view through the cable company would have been Royal Rumble 2014, which is our Royal Rumble fun facts for this week. Dude, segue, buddy. <laughs> that was good. See, that's what I do for the show. You're you're a regular Michael Cole over there. <laughs> You've been doing this Only a long time. Respect. Yeah, yeah, a lot of respect. You've been doing this a long time. People don't really like you. Yeah, I mean, this is great. Your your co-hosts always outshine you. Yeah, you are Michael Cole. <laughs> you are Michael Cole. Well, uh, of course, we got the Royal Rumble fun facts uh, to get to. Uh, want to point out that next Friday, by the way, is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to go ahead and wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. But before then, we got headlines. News, rumors, and the reports that Greg wants to talk about. So, it appears that uh, DX will be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, China included. 
Okay, so that is uh, Tori, that's Hornswoggle, <laughs> that's all of them, right? I think the only ones that they advertised was what uh, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, China, <laughs> Triple H. Those guys did nothing for the group, but and, Hornswoggle uh, was huge. Yeah, you know, HBK. But yeah, you know, I was thinking because I was thinking all the different incarnation of DX, and I'm like, okay, who are they leaving out? They got to be leaving somebody out. And you're right, it was Tori. But Tori, uh, sort of, kind of hornswoggle in the new DX reunion, uh, and one that's been pointed out, and I, I thought the same thing. Rick Rude. There you go. Yeah, very true. So there's there's a few people left out, but they are going for the core people. I know some people are upset that Shawn Michaels is lumped into the latter part, the Attitude Era part of DX. I think it's fine. I think it all makes sense. I think it's well-deserved. And if I could tell a, a side story related to this, I talked about this on my radio show. For the last week, no exaggeration, for the last week, week and a half, I've been going around the work at the radio station doing random crotch chops and telling people to suck it. <laughs> and I have no idea why. I'm like, am I, this is 20 years ago. Am I, am I nostalgic? Am I retro, like cool vintage re retro? Or am I just being a jackass? I don't know, but I was like in a big crotch chop phase. And then this week they announced they're in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, that's it. That's yeah, why I've been doing it. I knew in my heart of hearts. That DX was going to go into the Hall of Fame, and I was celebrating them already. <laughs> true story. Absolutely true story. I've been going around. You can ask my coworkers. Yes, he's been telling us to suck it. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the China part. Uh, obviously, yeah. that's huge. You know, even five years ago when the network kicked off, there was no way in hell China was ever going to get into that Hall of Fame, but she's well, in there. Triple H even addressed that in an interview. Yeah. Uh, two things he said. Uh, one thing he said that China, because here when when I first read this, I'm like, okay, this is a way to get China in without having to do her individually, so then they can say she's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but Triple H went on record saying that China also deserves to be inducted individually. Yeah, and that's great that he's acknowledged and, that. And, I and think. then he also acknowledged what he said on Stone Cold's podcast a couple of years ago when, uh, you know, he basically came up with a bunch of um, seem like off the cuff reasons why China shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he he uh, went, went and said uh, that um, I'm trying to find it here. Like they're worried uh, th about there his was, daughter, like his kids Googling China. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that was his excuse a couple of years ago. Uh, but then he goes on to say, because uh, in the interview, they brought up his comments from that time. And then he said, well, there was just more complexity to the issue than meets the eye uh, at that time. So that's how he explained and and you have to keep in mind they he, he's he's gotten to the point where he can be a face of the company and be himself be direct be honest but back then even he was still 
he'd proved himself as a wrestler, obviously, as a superstar for, for decades, but he uh, was still trying to be that corporate man, that corporate face. And, you know, that put him in a tough spot where he had to give the, co- the corporate line, the company line from right. time to time. And pro- probably uh, Stone Cold probably didn't even run that one by him to begin with. So he probably threw that on him and he had to come up with something to say. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he knew the line. Maybe maybe he uh, knew the line he was supposed to say, but just didn't feel comfortable saying it. So he that was the line at the time. Yeah, and he was trying to find a way around it or to reword it or whatever. But um, I want to say I'm happy China's getting into the Hall of Fame. I think her time individually is coming, but I think right now we should just realize how huge it is that she's even in to begin with. Right. Regardless of how. As, as, like Wrestling fans just this week prove that no matter what happens, they're not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, and this is any fandom, but especially wrestling fans in this case that, you know, oh, China, we want China in the Hall of Fame. We want China in the Hall of Fame. DX going into the Hall of Fame with China. Well, no, China should be it by herself. It's just like <laughs> no matter what, there's something wrong. And this is a huge and incredible first step in getting her individually. Let's just embrace this, live it up, and know that her time individually will come. I mean, really, if you think about it, prior to the what the very first uh, female Royal Rumble, when Stephanie was doing commentary and Stephanie mentioned China, I think that is like the first time that China had been acknowledged on any mainstream WWE programming since she left the company. Yeah, I mean, it's baby steps, baby steps. People want it all right away. Hell, look at storylines and the drama with the Becky Lynch, Charlotte Ronda stuff. People want it all right away. Just give it time. China, even four years ago, wasn't going to be in the Hall of Fame. There had just been too much bad blood, drama, her uh, other careers that she had been a part of, WWE wanted nothing to do with it. They are making amends step by step. Just let it happen. You know, it uh, it takes time to heal wounds. You know, it's still there. It's almost gone. That wound's almost gone, but just give them time. I don't know why people are so hell-bent on this. Just DX is going in. Can we just embrace that, hey, they didn't leave any... important member out (laughs) and Rick Rude you could argue should be in there and that's I see both sides of the argument I'm fine with what it is but I I see where people are a little upset when you really look at the timeline though Rick Rude was one of the original members yes but he was gone really quick after they started like I mean in all honesty I think he was a member for like a whole month it was I like know. the first month, and I, I think that's, and then after that, you know, Rick Rude really wasn't acknowledged anymore, even at that time, as. I agree. I agree. I see both sides of the argument. That's why I'm fine and, with them not including Rick Rude in this, but those who want to, he was a part of the original. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I, I think you got to be the only one that remembered Tori. Of course. I bet you that I bet you there's nobody even like. 
And people are like, Tori uh, Wilson was, was in DX? No, <laughs> the other one, the one that liked the to wear like cat Tory. outfits. The one that everybody forgot after Tori Wilson came in. Yeah, the one that likes to wear cat outfits. Oh, Natalia. No, no, no. That's <laughs> uh, so confusing. She was supposed to be Xbox girlfriend, I believe, for a bit. Did they include Xbox in it too? Yeah, Xbox in Did, there. Okay, yeah. Xbox, yeah. okay. Yep, yep, he's in there. Uh, yeah, Tori... Um, so, did they officially announce uh, the end, or uh, I almost said NWO, uh, the Heart Foundation? No. Nope. I know that was a rumor. So, they, nope, that is not... still unofficial at this time. No, DX is the first official. So, okay. doesn't mean that the others aren't going in, but they're just the first it, it ones. It would just and... be funny if it was just all factions this year. It'd be kind of cool to do something different. I'd be all right with that. I'd be a little pissed if the oddities don't make it, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's just me. That's just just me. Um, if you want to do the oddities I, without I ICP, I'm all okay. All factions with. with the main attraction being the Ministry of Darkness for the Undertaker. Only if Naked Midian gets to be Naked Midian on stage. <laughs> that that was after the Ministry of Darkness. I don't care. You can do it. It doesn't matter. Well, maybe the Brood can be included with that. They were part of the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, for 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 uh, uh, a little bit. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> You never know. You never know. I think Midian starts with the all black suit, get up, and then by the end, he strips down to just a fanny pack. And I'm sure he looks fantastic these days. Let me let me also ask this. Let me back up a little bit. Is he still alive? Yeah, but I haven't heard otherwise. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I haven't heard I'm not, otherwise, so I'm like, that's the I'm best not, way I can answer that question. I'm not I'm not trying to set any building on fire on this one. I'm, right. I'm trying to, I just, I don't want to disrespect. I just want to make sure he's still alive. I, no, last I heard, he was actually, um, he moved on. He's like a five-star chef at a, at a fancy restaurant. Like, because they did like a where are they now thing. And I guess his passion was always cooking. And I guess he's done very well, like, in the, the culinary industry. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's that was the last I read. It was in one of those where WW, WWE, where are they now so, things. So, they so what, what you're saying here, Greg, is that we can have some cook. sort of reality competition, a cooking competition between Naked Midian and Scott Steiner. <laughs> And like Midian is going to be more of a lead by example sort of guy, him and his team cooking something against Steiner, who is obviously a delegator, who's going to have his Shoney staff work on. <laughs> right, because I say, he, he's the delegator. He's not actually in the kitchen. But that's okay. It's still Team Midian versus Team Big Bad Booty Daddy. There you go. Yeah, and it's like WWE Superstar Sexy Food Challenge. Naked Midian versus the Big Bad Booty Daddy. Uh, you need to get a hold of the Food Network and make it happen. I should. Nobody steal this idea, all right? This is mine. This is, this is my idea here. All right, Greg. Uh, uh, DX is in. China's in. Uh, Tori is not. What else is going on? <laughs> yeah, we need to start a petition for poor Tori. I mean... Right. Everybody... Right. <laughs> Yeah, you get on that, Greg. You, uh, oh, you, you, you start it. If and you're delegating that to me, you know how that's going to work out. I'll say, in case you actually do, I'll sign it. Then I'll sign <laughs> it. If you do it, I'll sign it. But if you don't, then it's it's on you. 
Oh, uh, WWE considering a Kurt Angle retirement match for WrestleMania. Okay, so you you had mentioned ahead of time. Most of the time, I don't know what's coming up in Greg's news. He started telling me what's coming up, and I'm like, ah, I'll be surprised. But you had said this one, and I actually haven't read this report yet. So what's this about? Uh, it's just a rumor that they are WWE is considering uh, to have Kurt Angle in a match at WrestleMania, and it would be his uh, uh, official retirement match. Is this like a, a WWE retiring Ric Flair sort of thing? Because I believe not too long ago, Kurt Angle's talking about how he wants to wrestle more. <laughs> Did he change his mind somewhere that I'm not aware of? Uh, no, there's really not. There's not much else. Uh, other other than that, I mean, that was the only info that the news article had. And then uh, it also said um, WWE's considering uh, having John Cena for the match. Uh, again, all this is unconfirmed. Um, because John Cena made his debut against right. Kurt Angle. So Showing ruthless aggression. Right. I, I, you know what? I'll only accept that match. I'll only accept Kurt Angle's retirement if John Cena dresses the same way he did in his debut. <laughs> That's the only way I'll accept it. Which Otherwise, Kurt's not retiring. Isn't too far off other than replacing... Uh, um, it's got to be those green tights with a white yeah, stripe the, the on it. the with uh, tights. That's about the only difference. you got to do the same hair. Okay, the hair I'm sure is probably a little different. Yeah, he's got to do all of that as is. Uh, and then I'll accept Kurt Angle's retirement from WWE before Kurt Angle becomes AEW. <laughs> because everybody goes to AEW, by the way. Right, right. We'll be getting to them in a little bit here. <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah, right. You know, Kurt's obviously got to call a career at some point. But like I said, I read not too long ago that he seemed like he wanted to wrestle more. So I don't know. For him to, within the next five weeks, announce his retirement or WWE announces his retirement so quickly, to me, just seems off. Yeah. Hey, did you watch an Elimination Chamber? I did. I attempted to. Oh, attempted to. Okay, what I, what happened there? I fell asleep. Eh, okay, well, it's, I, I could see that to some extent. There were some <laughs> matches that were a little less exciting than others. I fell asleep. I think I made it... Uh, I You know, I think I even fell asleep before the pre-show ended. Okay, well, you, I mean, you missed a hell of a Cruiserweight match, I'll tell you that. Um, the only news I have from that, I can't, like, I get it. I didn't watch it. I didn't comprehend it since I was sleeping. Even if he did uh, watch it, Greg, let's be honest. Comprehension <laughs> wouldn't have happened. I found this, uh, funny article, uh, said, uh, Ronda Rousey meets the green slash white power ranger following elimination chamber. Yeah. I, um, JDF was there. Yep. He's. At least I didn't put him in the chamber. That's good. <laughs> well, I heard he's training to be a pro wrestler, he so maybe. Supposedly going to have a match this year. It's him and a Texas promotion. So, uh, and the, the chamber was in Houston. So, uh, you know, I assume he lives somewhere close by. Then, you know, that makes sense that he stops by, says hi to people, issue a challenge to somebody, probably. 
That's what he does. <laughs> he issues challenges. Uh, yeah, he was there. He was doing JDF things. He was, <laughs> he was, it's, I, I don't want to be that guy that ruins fandoms for other people. You know, that's one of those, like, they tell you never to meet your hero, but a lot of people, oh my God, I love meeting JDF. Oh my God, he was so awesome. Jason David Frank is so cool. He's one of those guys I could ruin for anybody listening right now. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to just outright tell these stories. If you're curious and you want to hear more, I'll share it with you. Uh, but he, yeah, that, that's that's all I'm going to say is I could I could ruin it for some people. Some people, I think others are just going to be like, no matter what, they're fans. But yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. JDF <laughs> is there backstage. He should be happy Rhonda didn't break him. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Actually, uh, this big show is being posted just hours after Dangerous Dave's newest Spare Change podcast was posted, and that's a 20-minute review of Elimination Chamber. So if you do want to hear some thoughts from a host who did watch the show and was awake for the show, <laughs> that is available on demand. What else you got, Greg? I did like the uh, the Sonya Blade uh, outfit that uh, Ronda Ver- I was I was curious to see if it was actually going to like stay in place the whole time where <laughs> if she wrestled a match that was more than two minutes long, if she wouldn't have had to adjust every five seconds <laughs> like she does with her normal outfit. But no, that was it was a squash. So the one time she could have worn her other outfit and be no big deal it was the one time she wears a suitable outfit. And <sighs> it makes no sense to me, Greg. Uh, we have some clarification on the Undertaker's WWE status. Uh-oh. Because uh, the, the, it was announced that the Undertaker uh, is going to appear at StarCast 2, which kind of rose some eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously raised a lot of eyebrows. A lot of people got their hopes up. A lot of people were disappointed that his run in WWE was done. I mean, there was a lot of reaction, yes. Well, the clarification that I read is uh, the Undertaker's WWE status is that he is still um, with the WWE, but he uh, has the ability to take outside bookings if he chooses now. So, uh, and then uh, uh, StarCast clarified that, you know, StarCast isn't just AEW that they're booking people from all promotions that are allowed to get booked so uh, even though their StarCast takes place in and around at the same time as AEW shows uh, they're not exclusively tied to just AEW um, talent now it's uh, Balls and I talked about this on last week's low blow for a bit, and, and we had mentioned that. And I don't want to repeat everything that was said, but if you are a wrestling convention, uh, you know, right. Comic Con scene is, is pretty big, and quite often don't have a chance to attach themselves to a bigger local event. WWE they run their own access program, so if you're running a wrestling gathering of some sort. You can't really attach it to WWE. Maybe at WrestleMania weekend, you could be in the same city, uh, but you can't be a part of, like, directly attached. These guys found a niche. Yeah, they're friends with the group. That makes it easier, but that's what it is. is 
AEW is the most talk-worthy wrestling product, arguably in the U.S. right now, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe WWE's above them, but either way, they're in that conversation. That's the best thing to get attached to, so it makes perfect sense. And to get The Undertaker, yeah, that's a huge coup for all, uh, you know, for, for StarCast, but that doesn't mean Undertaker, like Kurt Angle, is AEW. Right. Like I said, he's still associated with the WWE. He's not left the company. Um, but with him being, he's also doing like a UK tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's doing other stuff. So I'm sure doing these, uh, he can he can ask for a pretty uh, elevated fee to take these outside bookings. So so why wouldn't he? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, perfectly fine with, with what they're doing. He's got to make some money at some point in his career. He probably realizes he can travel. He's got the uh, the energy to do so now. It, it, he can make some money still. It's Why not? To me, it, it makes a lot of sense. Knowing everybody knows that his in-ring days, they're not necessarily done, but they're certainly not where they were. So if he does show up, Cool. That really is a special moment, but don't expect him to wrestle in that ring too often. Right. You know, he's, we're still. I'm sure we're still going to have uh, the the expected Undertaker match at this year's WrestleMania. A lot of people are believing that. Hell, uh, we're recording this while SmackDown is going, so we don't know who who will be named Daniel Bryan's challengers moving forward fast late in WrestleMania. Uh, but there had been reports earlier in the day and then conflicting ones later. But that first report we put on, on social that Daniel Bryan was going to face a star not currently seen on the active roster could be returned from injury or could be a part-timer. And the undertaker was one of those rumored names. Right. So, I, it'd be a great coup again for, for Daniel Bryan if he could get that victory over Undertaker at WrestleMania. You know, even though he's lost a few times now, what Taker has, that would still be good for someone's resume, but I just I just don't see that happening. Uh, I guess speaking of AEW, uh, the uh, Double or Nothing show coming up in Vegas here is now officially sold out. D- yeah, it took, what, four minutes? Yeah, four minutes when... Uh, um, the public on the general public on sale went on. It's gone in four minutes, as expected. You know, these first couple of shows are going to be big. We'll we'll see how fast these tickets sell out once they start doing, uh, you know, uh, one or two shows per week, or how however often that they're going to do shows for their alleged future uh, TV deal. Uh, if you got a TV deal, you can't do just one big show every three to six months or whatever. And, you know, you got to start doing weekly shows, whether they're pre-taped or live or however. Internet. Yeah, exactly. They got to Internet. I mean, you're going to have to do it. It can't be a, a WrestleMania-esque show every show so i mean i think that's gonna be the real um oh yeah i love i love how the fans are like using a jump to conclusions matt and they're just assuming that this aew <laughs> reaction office space reference there uh, office space ah so it took you 31 minutes into the show to realize see well, see but thank you Greg. The, thank... first reference this was not the first one this was not yeah, the I know. first did one. i missed the first one 
you you missed a couple of them actually. Uh-huh. Um, but that's okay. You still got it. You got it. Uh, it's been so, a while since I've watched it. I, it's probably been ten years since I've watched it. Well, exactly as of this recording, it's been twenty years since the movie came out. Right. Exactly as of today. Uh, <laughs> so, being my all-time favorite movie, I decided I was going to to challenge you without you knowing. Oh, yeah. To see how long it took for you to understand that I'm doing Office Space references, which is great that you did, because I was talking to Balls about this. I said, hey, good thing you're not recording with me, Balls, tonight, because here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, and he's like, Greg won't even notice. I'm like, he will. He will notice. And he's like, no, he won't. And you did. So thank you. I would have won another so, wrestling bet. So what was the first ones that I, I missed? I talked about, hey, did you get the memo? It's another wrestling audio show. Um, what was it uh, you say you do around here? Uh, that's something that the oh, Bobs okay. asked. Now, now I get, see, I didn't, I didn't pick up on those. You set the, set the building on fire. Um, <laughs> exactly. So a bunch of little things that right. I was going see, to continue see, to do I, for I the next half now, an hour. Now, now that I got off the space on the brain. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do if you had a million dollars, by the way? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> I'd do this all day. And that's a Captain America reference, but that's. <laughs> I could, I could, I could do this all day. But Greg got it thirty-one minutes. Congrats, man! Oh, thanks. Congrats. I was starting to worry. I was starting to think, man, he's gonna go the whole show. Ball's gonna be right. This is horrible. <laughs> I can relax now. My my night's over. Greg, take over. It's cruise control right. for me now. Where was I? Oh yeah, all in. <laughs> yeah, AW well, selling yeah, I out. I was saying basically, you know, the the bar is gonna be set once we see uh, how things go for their. Um, weekly slash monthly shows or however they're going to do their tv taping shows yeah there's still a lot of unanswered questions about aew uh which is which is great that people are still after after all this time still talking about a great shirt company (laughs) no i mean obviously we want them to do the best uh aew is shaking up wwe which i don't know if wwe is worried about aew but it almost seems like WWE finally realized how complacent they were, and now they don't know what to do. Like, if you watched Raw this week, it was so grossly inconsistent that you could tell <laughs> WWE is shook. Maybe not for the same reasons everybody else thinks, or the wrestling fans want them to be shook. It's just, like, WWE probably thought they were untouchable, and then this other company comes around, and they're like, oh, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, and then now they don't know what to do. Uh, remember uh, last week or two weeks ago when I jokingly um, compared AEW to uh, the Fire Festival? Right, I do um, remember. It was so offensive, yes. Right. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley is comparing, he on an interview compared AEW to Facebook. He's calling it the Facebook of professional wrestling oh crap so it's gonna start out young within a few years all of our parents are gonna be watching aew (laughs) and then we're gonna want want to watch the next wrestling company which is more like snapchat (laughs) right and then suddenly they're gonna have all these privacy issues yeah a lot of Uh, privacy issues a lot of leaks um (laughs) and i'm gonna be looking at some new wrestling company called tiktok (laughs) um no, this is what he said. And I I don't understand. I don't understand his logic. Maybe you can help me out on this. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were expanding upon no, that. I, no, I am. <laughs> I, I am. Uh, you know, he, he says it's similar to Facebook in the manner that it's cool, and you can tell it by looking at the quick sell out of all in and double or nothing. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if Facebook would have been the one that I used personally. Uh, right. But, but Facebook is uh, still the number one uh, I think actually, I think it slipped down to number two website in the world, only behind Google. Um, so it's still, it's still up there. It's still quite popular, and I think that's what and, they're trying to say is that everybody wants to be a part well, of it. And where, then he goes on to say that you know, the, um, when Facebook was first invented, the guys within the company decided not to advertise the site. And I, I what is, how does that compare to AEW? It doesn't make it. <laughs> Well, AEW has been a lot of word of mouth. Um, and then I start thinking, I'm like, when did Facebook ever not advertise? I mean, basically, MySpace was their advertisement back in the day because everybody that went to MySpace they all had to find me on Facebook tag in 2008. Well, it took a while. Uh, Facebook at the very beginning uh, was was supposed to be just for college kids. Uh, you actually, at that point, at the very early stages of Facebook, you had to prove that you were a student at a college. So, uh, so it was a a selective group. It was only supposed to be for the cool kids back then, and then eventually they opened it up to the world. So, I guess AEW fans are the cool kids that eventually reluctantly opened it up to the rest of the world. Ah. I guess. Uh, again, I don't know if Facebook would have been the social media I chose for these guys, but you know what? They, they got some confidence behind their statements. I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, this is, uh, I got one more news article here. I would, I would probably say I'm the, Oh God, what was the, there was like an Instagram follow-up that started with a V. Was it Vero or something like that? I don't remember what it was, uh, oh. but it lasted like two months. And, yeah, because because uh, uh, that's where Zack Snyder leaked all the stuff about Batman v Superman. Yeah, so I'm like, that's that's the site I would say we are. If AEW <laughs> is Facebook, we're Vero or whatever. <laughs> whatever that. Yeah, I, I know. I remember which one you're talking about. I even had an account, but I'm like, wow, this really does suck. This is horrible. <laughs> I gotta um, look this up. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll. Uh... Last news article here. This is one of those um, off the wall. Like I never thought I would. Uh, for it's a Buff Bagwell news article. That's, yes, um, Buff, that Buff Bagwell. Okay. I don't know if it was All an right. interview with him or if it was an interview with Bischoff or who talked about this. I can't believe we didn't hear about this in 1998 even though it didn't uh, actually go through. It's it's about a storyline that was pitched to Buff Bagwell that they were allegedly going to go through with because uh, Bagwell said that he even went as far as to prepare his family for it. Um, a a storyline leading up to Halloween Havoc 98. They were going to do an angle where Buff Bagwell is killed in a plane crash. And they were going to play it off as it legit that, and he was even going to go into hiding, you know, to, to play this angle off that he was killed in a plane crash to be resurrected at uh, Halloween Havoc 98, to be 
drop from the ceiling like an angel coming from heaven. And when I think of angels, <laughs> I think of Buff Bagwell. <laughs> so he claims that, you know, he even prepared his family for it, that they're going to go uh, all the way with this and they're going to play this off as, as legit for him to be resurrected at Halloween Havoc 98. I but think it would have been funny. Instead, he did a run-in dressed as Bill Clinton. That, that's what. I, that's why. That's the next best thing. Happened. You go from the angel to the devil. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been funny if they're like, you know what, we're going to kill you off. We're going to kill off your character, but don't worry, you're going to come back a little bit as this <laughs> angel. You're going to come back as a ghost for a little bit, but we're going to call. We're going to kill you off. Explosion like a plane crash. You're going to die, and then they decide eh, we're not really going to use Buff Bagwell anymore. <laughs> And then they literally kill off a character, and he's done. And he's just like, you never see him in WCW again. He shows up in WWE, and people are like, well, I thought you were dead. Uh, Even at that time, though, I mean, uh, granted, there wasn't as many wrestling fans on the internet as what there is now. There was still enough wrestling fans on the internet at that time to... uh... And I think just uh, common sense, unless they were really going to sell that Buff Bagwell died... I mean, like, really sell it that, no, people are like, yeah, no. Buff Bagwell, uh, yes. So, so Marcus Bagwell, better known as Buff the Stuff, <laughs> died in a plank. Don't, don't bother looking into the news. It didn't, you, 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 it didn't yeah, you happen. Because you think about it, they could have, they could have had CNN do a, a news article well, that's, on it. That's what I was going to say. They were in Atlanta. They, they like, could have, they, they, they had the ability to really play this off as legit as yeah they could have they could have especially being in Atlanta and whatnot they could have easily done that uh but then they would have easily ruined it by uh, having Tony Schiavone talk about (laughs) and this funeral brought to you by Surge (laughs) oh and you need that refreshing taste drink Surge we'll be right back on WCW Nitro like they just would have ruined it. They would have like sponsored that out. Yeah, and so people would have done. Wait a minute, is he really dead? I don't know. Did Surge buy his death? I don't... Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? All right. Anything else in the news? Rumors or anything? No, that's all I got. Cool. All right. Let's move on to the Royal Rumble 2014, uh, which was the last pay per view, as we found out, Greg ordered uh, via cable provider. Yes, 2014. No crowd has ever been less happy to see Rey Mysterio as they were for this <laughs> Oh, man. The one time that the unbooable Rey Mysterio got blasted and it wasn't even his if, fault. If there, if there was any definition of wrong place, wrong time, it was this one for Rey. Yeah. Should we, should we, uh, is that in any of your fun facts? Uh, actually, no. no okay, that's why I'm so, kind of bringing it up in the uh, introduction here. Well, let's just kind of recap for anybody maybe it's new or forgot. This was the year that people were expecting Daniel Bryan to be in the Rumble, to win that Royal Rumble, and then to, to move on, win that championship. Even though he was never officially announced for it, and only announced for a general singles match. Which, which is true, but at the same time, he wouldn't have been the first one to to not be announced for the Rumble and win it. Uh, wouldn't be the last either. Becky Lynch this year. 
Um, so so it's it's happened, but Daniel Bryan was so insanely popular at that time that when when 29 other stars came out and it's time for number 30 everyone knew it was daniel bryan coming out so the crowd was at this fevered pitch <laughs> and then ray mysterio hits booyaka booyaka and then the Ooh, crowd's like which was what a surprise the? at the time which was supposed to be a crowd popping surprise at the time well, it was a surprise What's that? <laughs> it was a surprise, all right. Just not, just not what the WWE hoped for. Not what Rey Mysterio <laughs> hoped for. Not what the crowd and, hoped for. And, and surely not what Batista was hoping for. Well, not what Blue Tista wanted. No. Blue Tista wanted. No. Yeah. No, you know, in hindsight, looking back at this Rumble, you know, if if it was me, and I realize there's logistical reasons why they probably couldn't do this, but but uh, th- they should have just. Like called an audible after Rey Mysterio came out and said, "Okay, Daniel Bryan, you still got your gear on. Get lined up. Your entrance number thirty-one. You know." And then imagine the crowd pop. Imagine if they would have pulled that audible off somehow. You know, everyone's booing. People are cheering Roman Reigns, even though they weren't <laughs> supposed to be cheering Roman Reigns at the time. Yeah, that's that seems like, as uh, Titanic would say, that was eighty-four years ago. <laughs> Seems so long ago when we cheered Roman Reigns. Right, right. It was, uh, you know, people were supposed to boo Roman Reigns at this time. People were cheering Roman Reigns because they didn't want Batista or anybody else. Because I think this was after Ray was thrown out. So the only person left that the uh, crowd would settle on <laughs> was Roman Reigns, who was not supposed to be the guy at the time. Maybe maybe that was the whole reason behind the Roman Reigns push. Maybe because people were chanting Roman, maybe that's when the light bulb went off. You know what? On, on Vince's head, you know what? You know what? I think we should give this Roman Reigns guy a push. Look how the crowd's cheering for him. <laughs> maybe there's, that. There's no way this guy will ever be booed. <laughs> Never, ever. No, you know, imagine if they would have called that audible and, you know, just said, look, we're switching it up. Batista, go five minutes with uh, Daniel Bryan and then get tossed out. You know, imagine that pop from that crowd had he come out as number 31 and came in there and ended up winning the whole thing. And that that would have been huge. Or, Or he gets eliminated by somebody, so at least he's in the match. And then somebody becomes a monster heel in that match, and, and, and you could really build someone's career. But but no, they didn't go that route. No. Uh, and, and Batista, the guy who recently came back from quite the hiatus, uh, came back and uh, and won and really, really upset a lot of people like me. That wasn't even my heart set for Daniel Bryan. I just didn't want him to win. Well, and that was the thing, too. It was very... It was one of those rumbles, you know, some of the rumbles, it could be anybody, you know, you don't know who WWE's going to go with. It was pretty obvious at the time that they were going with Batista. They wanted, like, right now here in 2019, a lot of people are like, hey, yeah, maybe if they're healthy and available, we'll finally get Batista Triple H, and that's something people are excited for. But back then, WWE tried giving us Batista versus Triple H, (laughs) and we wanted nothing to do with it. Because I think they didn't they initially bring him back to uh, um, didn't 
was he a complete surprise with that, or did he come back to the WWE prior and announce like he was going to be in the Rumble? No, yeah, they had announced it. He had been back for, I believe, three weeks. Like, it was okay. a very quick Cause, turnaround. Because he came in and with Del Rio, because he interrupted Del Rio. Yeah. Like, I don't remember if that was before or after the Rumble. But uh, he came in, interrupted Del Rio, announced he was going to be in the Rumble, and then it was pretty obvious, like, all... The dirt sheets and everything, uh, it's its pretty much set in stone that Batista's winning the Rumble. Which I think indirectly helped Daniel Bryan's popularity, too, that Daniel Bryan works his ass off, keeps getting dicked over by WWE creative. Even as a bad guy champion at one point, people still felt bad for this guy. And then Batista goes away for a while, comes back, and after three weeks wins the Rumble. Right. It's like stuff like that that really actually helped Daniel Bryan become where he where he got, you know, that huge stardom that he had for, well, still arguably to the day. But, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, fun facts. What you got? Yeah, fun facts. Number one, Billy Gunn won his 11th tag team championship. Because speaking of a blast from the past that came back at this time, it was the New Age Outlaws that turned a uh, – one-time uh, nostalgistic uh, return into a short-time gig. Yeah, good for him. Like I believe back then was also there was a lot of rumors of how much Billy Gunn rubbed people wrong backstage, <laughs> and a lot of people didn't like him. So that was kind of a surprise. And this is on the kickoff show too, by the way. What? Yeah, this tag team title match. The, the, t- the New Age Outlaws didn't headline. No, they're they're on the well. They headlined the kickoff show. Well, that's that's not the same, Greg. I mean, like, if, well, I mean, if you're an attitude era wrestler, you have to headline. Show, you're essentially headlining the kickoff show. No, right? if you're no, if you're an attitude era wrestler, you headline the main pay per view. That's <laughs> and, what you do. Oh, and then they won it uh, from uh, the uh, Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust. By the way. Wow! Like AEW taking down AEW. <laughs> oh, man, I hope they bring back this storyline here soon. Mm, so good. So good. Another match on the main card was John Cena versus Randy Orton. Fun fact number two is that this is their ninth pay-per-view singles match against each other at this point. Didn't they end up have like 17 or something absurd like that? Or am I Did just... Did they have more after this? I, I lost count. I, this, this, this was number nine for Randy Orton versus John Cena on pay-per-view. Some people got excited for it. I mean, like, they're two heavy hitters. They're two Hall of Famers. Uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers whenever they're they're done in their careers or still going, but just not as active. Um, yeah, yeah. It just... I got tired of it. I didn't want it the first time around, much less <laughs> the ninth this time around or another the next two dozen. This is the first time they've met one on one. I'm sure on they have. I'm sure they wrestled uh, more after that. Oh yeah. Oh, they did. They, oh yeah. They absolutely did. Uh, I remember not. I mean, obviously, it's been a while now, a couple of years. But I remember. I think it was Michael Cole saying, "It's the first time John Cena and Randy Orton have met off of a pay per view." <laughs> Really? <laughs> but on pay-per-view, we've seen it a million times. So, Right. Are you telling us it's going to be shorter? Because that is that is good news. You don't have to sit through another, yeah, more wrestles. 
Uh, JBL and El Torito replaced two other wrestlers in the Rumble. I mean, half the man does double the work. <laughs> uh, their spots were taken from Bad News Barrett and Xavier Woods. Bad News Bear was too busy partying with hot bitches. <laughs> and then who was the other one? Uh, Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods, who was too busy probably having sex with Paige. Well, That's yeah. a sex tape joke. I'm only about two years behind. Don't worry about it. Well, this was probably wrong because this was one he was right out of uh, NXT. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember when up Paige to the main was, roster. So uh, th- yeah. this was before New Day. Yeah, yeah, I don't not. Yeah, long before New Day, uh, uh, but not long after Consequences Creed. It <laughs> uh, wasn't it wasn't a bad gimmick that he had in TNA. It just it worked out a little bit better for him in WWE now. <laughs> just a little bit that's a little bit alright that's that's you know I don't think it was any skin off of any of their backs uh, you know Barrett's not going to win and then uh, obviously Xavier at that point's not going to win so uh, so at least let's give let's give El Torito a chance you know I mean he didn't have a chance to win either but comedy comedy uh, this would have been CM Punk's final WWE appearance yeah, I know that all too well. Because <laughs> weren't you had the final interview with CM Punk yeah, while he was still? Yeah, I sure did. Was that the same weekend, or was yes, that week before? Yes, it was. It was the same. So was that Saturday, and the pay per view was on Sunday. I believe it was Friday. Friday. I believe it was a Friday appearance for him. Portland, Oregon, Oregon. Um, he was there, very burnt out. Like, we did this Q&A, and Punk and I had worked together a few times at this point, so I knew there were certain jokes. So, like, actually, Wade Barrett jokes became a big thing for me, and uh, and CM Punk on stage is like, what's with you and all the Wade Barrett jokes? Then afterwards, he's like, that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> But, you know, so I knew I could do that joking back and forth. Like, whenever he gave a bad example of somebody who's, you know, bad in the ring or somebody's a douche, jokingly, Wade Bear, every time. Uh, but you could tell he was very frustrated. Like, of all of the Q&As of CM Punk's I had po- uh, I had hosted, he was always CM Punk. He was very straight shooting, kind of cranky at times, dry humor uh, that you either get or you don't. But this one was different. It was like, different. Had a different feel. This one was like almost like he was tired, if nothing else. And we found out, obviously, not long after, mentally, he was tired. He was done. And, and by that Q&A, that last public appearance that CM Punk made for the WWE, that, you know, that was, uh, that was it. Like, you could tell he had already made up his mind, and he was just going through some contractual obligations. Maybe he wanted to talk to those fans one more time. Maybe light that fire find that spark again maybe the right question would be able to keep him sane for a while but (laughs) it didn't happen Uh, i don't know but i remember like on the anniversary whenever that anniversary rolls around and that pops up in my facebook memories or whatever uh i I, i'm tempted to share it again but then and i could probably get away with it now no big deal but in the past wwe has asked me to remove it like the 
the actual video of the interview? No, because or... I got the audio, of course. So, but the there's audio? probably video snippets. But as, that's what I would do when I was on the road. I would just uh, put a video recorder uh, by the audio board. I'd connect it to the audio board. And so we would get the panels. You know, we don't have as up as many as we used to. We we, we need to work yeah. on that here at Wrestling Audio. But um, in the celebrity in the interview section, you'd be able to hear full panels, 45-minute panels, whatever, start to finish. And so I so, would do so that. So the audio WWE didn't want you to play? I, they just didn't like that memory. Like, they never oh. really had a problem with me doing the audio because it's not the visuals with it. Right. WWE was very, and maybe still to the day, I don't know, but back then, five years ago at least, they didn't want the whole Q&A video form up online. Because ah. it, it would stop you from actually going to the to the to these shows, spending the money supporting these stars, when you could just sit at, you know, and watch YouTube at home. So, uh, but if you only got snippets, then that's supposed to entice you. Like, that's the appetizer to get you to pay right. for the full meal, you know? So, uh, but then I think it was just the anniversary of, hey, CM Punk's last final appearance. WWE just doesn't want to <laughs> embrace that memory, you know? I don't think as, as so much about the, the audio or the video as much as just like, yeah, let's not bring attention to that bad situation. But well, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was less than 24 hours after that. It was right before the start of Monday Night Raw is when he, he walked out. And that was it. And we all know how that turned out. We did. Uh, we did. Uh, <laughs> it, it, and it's funny because a um, couple weeks, three, four weeks after this is when I did the, uh, the panel in New Orleans with uh, A.J. Lee, who uh, had been a fiancé or, or dating CM Punk at that time. They hadn't been married yet, and uh, that's not long after this, you know, this rumble that we're talking about. I made headlines, Greg, as the moderator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Told that story pretty recently here in Wrestling Audio, because I jokingly, let's not mention CM Punk's name. Oh, WWE told the moderator not to say his name. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. So, yes, I remember this stretch quite well, Greg. <laughs> uh, next fun fact. Roman Reigns broke Kane's elimination record. I refuse to acknowledge this. <laughs> well, uh, you can refuse to acknowledge it, but the fact is, uh, you know, Kane tossed out 11 people in 2001, and then in 2014, Roman Reigns did 12. No. So that is a whole one more than Kane. You mean one less, because it didn't happen. <laughs> no, not one. He tossed out one extra person opposed to Kane. So. Yeah, the kickoff show doesn't count, Greg. So, no, no, this wasn't part of the kickoff show. Yeah. I, actually, you know what? I got those 12 names right here. It was Seamus, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was in that rumble? See, huh. even you don't believe it. See, it didn't happen. <laughs> JBL, the great Kali, Dolph Ziggler, even his Shield teammates, Demon Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Those aren't twelve. That's not twelve names. You're right. I guess I don't have all twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I thought I had all twelve names here. Well, and that's it. See, that's he didn't eliminate twelve. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. WWE's lying to us. They're like, oh yeah, he did that. Don't, don't, don't look into it. It happened. 
And Buff Bagwell, he really did die in a play and accident. <laughs> what uh, else you got? I, I don't even know how many fun facts we have today. Uh, I got two more left. All two right. More. So I guess the last one is about Batista. Uh, Batista did what no other multi-rumble winner had done before. And no, that's not booed, getting booed the heck out of Pittsburgh. No. I'm pretty sure Tina Cena's done that. Probably. Uh, Batista managed to win his first rumble and second rumble from the same position. So in this case, it was position number 28. He uh, won both rumbles. What an accomplishment. You know, everybody else does the work twice, (laughs) and he wins very, very easily at the end. Well done. Well done, lazy ass. Well, you know, they always say number 30 is the coveted spot, but... Yeah, I make close. I make fart sounds with my mouth because that's what I think about the number thirty spot being the coveted position. I mean, you could just attack anybody. I'm like, I want them to do that one year at the Rumble. By the way, What's I, that? I want like if Nia Jax can come out and attack our truth and take right. his spot in the Rumble. Yes, I want to see like as a Rumble goes on, number one comes out just fine. Number two comes out just fine. Number three comes out. Once you start getting like 15, 16, once you get to the 20s, like everybody's attacking one another just to get that spot into the rumble. <laughs> so like number 21 comes out, it's R-Truth, and he's attacked by Nia Jax. And then Nia Jax is attacked by Dean Ambrose because he wants <laughs> the number 21 like spot. Chain yeah, and, it just, and so once you get to 30, ring. there's almost like a brawl outside of the ring where so, there's a brawl going on. So it's like a re- First battle royal no. happening within the Royal Rumble. That is genius. What you know, I'll compromise. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> if so, there'll be a reverse Royal Rumble out of the ring and a and a Royal Rumble in the ring. Okay, let's do the best of both worlds or the worst of both worlds at one time. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But yeah, uh, again, number thirty. There's like twenty eight superstars fighting to be that first one in the ring to be number thirty, just to get tossed out. I'm sure probably by. Uh, you know, uh, Braun Strowman or something. <laughs> now, uh, Hogan actually came close to doing this because uh, he won coming in at 25 in 1990 and then coming in at 24 in 1991. So yeah. Hogan was only one off from doing this. By the way, Greg, spoilers. Shouldn't you be warning us that you're going to spoil all these rumbles for us? No, they're on the network, I'm sure. How dare you? How dare you, sir? But anyway, uh, I wonder if WWE knew this about Batista. Like, at the time, if they even realized they gave him the exact same spot. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not, but afterwards, some some guy that's severely underpaid in the back staring at screens is like, wait a minute. I'm sure it was whatever website I got this from discovered that. No, no, probably not. WWE's probably promoted at some point. And the final fun fact, the buy rate dropped greatly from the previous year. Why do you think that is, Greg? Well, the previous year had The Rock on it. You know, The Rock always equals numbers. And also, this was, again, this was the year of the WWE Network. You know, they had been touting this WWE Network for, what, years on end and then the final months leading up to the launch we finally knew what it was going to be 
so we were only uh, one month away from the launch of the WWE Network, and a lot of people are like, you know, in one month, I can just order the WWE Network, and then I can just rewatch this for free. <laughs> Ten bucks a month, or even that first week's free trial to be able to watch the Rumble a few weeks later. Right. And, and 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 by the time they heard that Daniel Bryan didn't come out during the Rumble, people how many people like, even oh, wanted to see it anyway? Glad I didn't buy that one. Yeah, thank God. Oh yeah, that giant steroided Smurf one. <laughs> yeah, I still like Batista's come a long way uh, in his career. Uh, he he seems acting in Hollywood seems to have made him a bit more humble, and he's much much more easygoing than he was in his wrestling careers. Uh, but something that still seems to bother him to this day is the Blue Tista stuff, that that's what the fans were, were focused on. I know, on. I remember that. I remember how he wasn't happy about that. And I think that was even at, someone even brought that up uh, at the Comic-Con I was at, where uh, people were doing Q&As with him, and somebody brought that up, and he even said something like, you know, we wear different, he seemed even bothered by the question. Like, it's like we wear different colors for pay-per-views to make... You know, what's the big deal about it? Why are you bothering? You know, <laughs> well, you know, maybe if his name wasn't so easy interchangeable with it's blue, you know, with with <laughs> colors, yeah, and he yeah. just happened to wear blue that pay per view. Yeah, I mean, Bootista was a thing too, but that didn't bother. That him was as before, much. wasn't it? Before Bootista, it was Bootista. Oh yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Bootista, I think, it was more of an evolution sort of thing. Right, because um, I don't think he liked the Bautista either, because he was supposed to be a fae, you know, just coming back as a good guy. And well, WWE sold him. Out. Hey, you could come back and be this mega star and take on that heel in Triple H. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, you know, well, you're going to sort of go against him. We got this actual crowd favorite that we should probably push. <laughs> take a moment. That was a whole lot of... Awesome! You just heard... After you collect yourself, show us the love by tweeting us at Wrestling Audio. Only 71,111 voted that they liked you, that they dig they you. They did what? 603,000 people said, we don't dig your style. I think you got the figures right, Jesse. That can't be true. 